0: this episode of the first corner podcast we examine sprint qualifying is two races in one weekend a really good idea we get into the heavy details in the next 30 minutes
1: yes i think that's very much the liberty side of things i reckon uh they're just they see the the lower categories the way they've got this oh what's a sprint race and reverse grids that sounds interesting um and again it's 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 that attitude of just more stuff is more exciting, you know. Um, It's like, well, let's just... What do you want racing? We'll give you more of it. Um, Yeah, have another race in the the race weekend. And, uh, like, you posed the question before. It's like, do you think that would... Do you think the race takes away something from the Sunday uh, race? And it... No matter how tiny the race is on Saturday and no matter how grand the race is on Sunday, the fact that you precede a sunday race with another race no matter what kind of race it is um it, that just takes away from it 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 can't not do i mean it it reveals the race pace of these cars um it it instead of that spectacular sort of lap one explosion this frenzy of activity that you see in a grand prix you're it's actually just a take two you know when, when you see the first lap on uh The Sunday race going forward, if if these sprint races get approved, it's going to be like, well, it's not quite as amazing as before. Because for me, especially growing up, watching F1, the single most exciting thing in all of sport is the first lap of a Grand Prix.
0: Exactly. Everything. The crescendo of the Grand Prix is often in the start.
1: Yeah, and it's the the warm up lap, the the hum of the engines. Like you can almost hear the nervousness of the commentators. Uh, there's this, this this whole energy, and you you know that the most critical uh, most of the race hinges on the start. Typically, especially back in the day, um, so it was just this. It, again, it's like watching a 100 meter sprint Olympic final. You know, it's like you have to tune in for those ten seconds type thing. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is with these sprint races, that's just, that's, it dilutes it, you know? It's, it's, I don't know. It's like if you have a cup final and you decide to do it over two legs. Uh, yeah. It, it, it brings its own interest, but I don't know. I think it is just, the pinnacle of the race weekend is that first lap in the Grand Prix. And now that we've got two races, that just takes away from that, if you ask me. Uh, and that's, that's just, we've always scratched the surface with the problems with this not yeah. just one
0: actually I was yeah. just talking to Chris about it last night and we were trying to weigh it up uh, well was there any benefit to it and the only benefit you could see is it is that people who attend the Grand Prix over the three days that they're probably getting something you know a little for people who have to watch a Grand Prix and not necessarily yeah. know what, all they can see is cars going around the track until the race Yeah, uh, yeah. at least like what it's doing now is Friday is worth something Uh, Saturday is worth something. Sunday is worth the most. But I still uh, like exactly like all all of that's totally the only positive side effect you will get out of it. Um, Mm. I think that pretty much everything else is it's all negative. Like, uh, first of all, the post Saturday, um, what euphoria after qualifying, um, Uh like like the Saturday qualifying, right? As it is with. The Q one, the Q two, the Q three sessions. Every twenty minutes, you've got a little crescendo. People get knocked out. Grid positions uh-huh. are locked in. Like there's since they brought that in in two thousand and six. Like they have, there's absolutely no reason to change it if they've worked out the perfect. Yeah,
1: that that's like for for all I was saying earlier that F one is just this amorphous thing that'll always change and there is no perfect. I think we all agree the fans like that qualifying format Q one, Q two, Q three is perfect, it ticks all the boxes, it's the best of all worlds, you know, and it's, like, the fact that it lasted, like, what, 15 years is testament to that, and neither, why are they messing with that, like, you know, it's, it's just gonna, oh, it's, it, it takes away from it, it's, like, it's gonna be nowhere near as exciting now, because there's so, there's far less writing on it, you know, so
0: they're moving like they're moving that session out to Friday. So your your Q one, two, and three is there on Friday, but it it makes it kind of meaningless because it's all it's doing is setting a grid for a sprint race, which yeah. then which then um you know what's going to happen in this in the sprint race? that's this hypothetically play this out. Like you've got the sprint race is 100 kilometers, so that's roughly 18, 19 laps of Silverstone. So the t- the teams do not have to do a pit stop; they have a choice uh-huh. of a softer and medium tire. Well, you're going to pick the medium because that's going to last to 20 laps. Yeah. And you're starting the race in great order. Uh, the only thing is, is that I would say, it, like, weirdly enough, it might take away from the main event itself in the sense that you'll get to see the cars running at a faster pace. And more than likely, you'll see lap records happening in that than you would yeah. with a car than in the actual race itself. Yeah. So all it's doing is it's revealing the hands of everybody um in the in that race like they're it's revealing everyone's form it's like what's actually quite good now i think they actually made a great tweak this year in taking half an hour out of the practice sessions i think it's actually transformed the practice sessions for myself yeah Um, i think it's great because now it's not just cars endlessly going around at different times and you can't compare anything what it's now doing is everyone is now doing the race times at at race simulations at a set time and the, the the waters are kind of muddied Still, because, like, someone can make a mistake, they make an encounter traffic, but you get a 20-minute snapshot where you get a rough idea of how everyone is doing. And yeah. it's not... You still don't know if that would be the case in the race. You don't know, does someone have a bad setup? Do they change it from Friday? What do they fix from Friday that's now there on Sunday? You know, like, mm. you're getting a tiny little window of what the form might be. Like, for the real Anorak and enthusiast, um, yeah. Yeah. they can see it there for themselves, and they go, "All oh, right, so maybe like let's face it qualifying and the race are totally two different beasts today in formula one like the the qualifying is all about that one lap pace everything's turned up to the max uh the lap time difference between the fastest lap in the race and qualifying is usually to, to the tune of three or four seconds
1: you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
0: It, it's all about the, the great thing about that get nailing that or perfecting that one lap and qualifying that's the, the chase for that is, is um that's the magic of qualifying and that's the magic of saturday and they yeah. they're, they're trying to move that to friday but it just it just means your pole position just becomes meaningless you know that you, when you set that fast yeah. you know and people are, people make this sort of comment oh well sure you know who's fastest and qualified anyway you know that doesn't that doesn't uh, come on that doesn't faster yeah. today like today it is uh, the car is a totally different beast in the race than it is in qualifying you it doesn't yeah. actually tell you the race form and the race pace of everyone it gives you that snapshot of one lap but that doesn't mean that doesn't always correlate to a group of 10, 15 laps, i.e. a stint, a stint, mm-hmm. like a stint the first stop. It doesn't, they're, they're such different beasts today. So, yeah, you know, I, even if Verstappen got pulled at by four tenths in Bahrain, no one was say, was thinking Verstappen was going to walk it. You know, it was like, could he walk Yeah, hundred
1: percent. It? It, it, it's just, it, 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 in adding this thing, it feels like they're taken away from all this other stuff. So, yeah, it it takes away from qualifying because the reason so much rides on pole position is because it's such an important uh, and reliable predictor to who is going to come out on top in the race, uh, depending on the circuit. But you know why it is? It's like, you know, what is it like? Catalonia? It's something like you know, eighty percent of pole sitters win the race, or it might be higher than that. But so that's that's indicative of pole position uh, generally. So it. That's the reason why it's so critical is because you know, oh wow, this guy's just bought himself a ticket to uh, have the best chance of winning the big event, which is the next day. So it's like you're maximizing those two things. But then when you throw in this sprint race, so the pole position, it just determines your grid slot for this like sprint race, which is worth hardly anything. And then that, that scrap of the sprint race that then sets the, the grid for Sunday, um, so and they've in the the fact that they've got a sprint race takes away from the spectacle of Sunday, so they've they've lessened the importance of pole position, um, and they've lessened the uh, exclusivity and uh, stature of the Sunday race all by just introducing this extra race on a Saturday. It's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's I'm sure that it'll throw up its own interesting aspects, and it's more racing, so it's got to be appealing to, to some people. As you say, the people at the track, it's definitely, I, I think it makes a lot of sense for. Uh, but it's like by that logic, why don't they just, I don't know. Um, Unleash some lions on the track or have like snipers in the crowd or uh, I don't know, one of them has to run on like, uh, I don't know, diesel instead of petrol to see how long he can get. You know what I mean? They could they could do literally anything which would superficially, uh, in a very shallow sense, increase the spectacle of the sport. Um, but that defeats the whole purpose. The, the spectacle is the sport. That's why people are tuning in. It's because it's this contest between supposedly the best drivers in the world in the best cars in the world, uh, revealing their absolute uh, potential on a Saturday and then duking uh, it out for the race win on merit on a Sunday. And whatever you can do to, uh, around the, the periphery of that to make it as appealing as possible, by all means, go ahead. But this whole thing of just, let's just like rip out a lung or rip out a kidney here and stick a spleen there and, you know, just completely mess up with the internal uh, organs of the sport.
0: To, to use that, uh, yeah, sorry, I was going to use another, to, know, to use an, a football analogy again, it'd be like you get to play fifty minutes of football to decide which side you're scoring on, on in the main game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, football why would it need to do that it doesn't need to do that because football is well established and it just works with it. it's like i was saying earlier with formula 1 uh it seemed to really work when it uh it was this package of uh screaming engines and Murray Walker and all like that and now it's like yeah they're they're trying to it's like a bunch of bureaucrats trying to uh justify their own jobs in meddling with something, you know, um, yep. I, I just see a lot of that. And I think it, it's, it it's a problem that I think is just, we're just destined to be stuck with. Cause as I say, I think F1 is sort of, uh, it's sitting in a position just generally where it, maybe it shouldn't even be there. Like if, maybe if it wasn't for the, the, incidental fact that the engines made this screaming noise and the cars look cool and murray walker was like the commentator maybe it would never have rose to prominence and if eccleston didn't, didn't like you know uh put that lightning capture it and put it in that bottle maybe it would have just been the same stature of just like le mans indy car racing absolutely it have been any big bigger but now it's become this huge thing it's like they created a monster and uh it's like what do we do with it now but it's 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 like this frankenstein monster it's <laughs> like you know they're they're just i don't know they're trying to make it what they want it to be but it it's like it's like they're trying to force uh or trying to mess with laws of nature like forces of nature you know it's like they're trying to change the seasons or something and yeah i don't know it's not you know, really that, that's, that's really like broad conceptual stuff I'm talking, but you know what I mean? It's uh, the bit off more they can chew than they can chew. And they, yeah, I'll shut up now because I could go on all day. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's almost an emotive topic. Uh, the, I, I don't know, I
0: know, though. It's 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 yeah. um, yeah, I fully I, I totally agree. Like, you can no matter what they do with F1, they could just like the core of it. You've got a practice session, a qualifying session. Like I, I go as far as chopping away another practice session. To be honest with you, I'd even yeah. just say remove the, the another practice session and just leave Friday, Friday one hour and that's it. You get to see them yeah. for one hour and they're they're just do, circling around the track doing nothing. Um, yeah. Put in as much support races around it to for the fans to watch. Um, you know, again, ha- the, like I think it's it's even it's something like that. You know formula two and formula three and these other feeder series what they should really be doing is putting more racing in around the f1 activities rather than other cars circulating practicing and that kind of thing like for example formula two you have like a practice session a quali and then you've got the race on saturday the race on sunday if you Mm -hmm. wanted to um line the grid up in championship order or something like that for the sprint race and and have one less practice session just let them go straight into it Mm-hmm. that's how that's what i think uh, the junior f- series should do i don't think i think there should be less practice involved because when you're out of if you're a fan watching that you're just watching the thing circulate you know it's
1: yeah yeah it's, you
0: know you're seeing a car going round and and that's it it's it's not really adding anything there's nothing there's nothing at play there's nothing at stake for it mm-hmm. um if they wanted to do something i would have thought they should just make a slight tweak to practice or something um i don't know yeah. what that tweak would be because it's the only day where There's not much happening. You know, it's it's an acclimatization session. Like, the sprint qualifying that they're bringing in now, it makes the practice sessions completely pointless. Because why would you watch them otherwise? You wouldn't watch them. You wouldn't want to. Because you know the sprint race will tell you who's going to... They'll tell you who's fast over the first 10 laps. You know, you've got all that data points, and then that just carries over to the main event. And, yeah, okay all it'll take is someone to spin off and they have to start at the back or something like that in, into the other one. And my my great fear with this is it's like much like the Canada 2010 thing that might get mm. one shock result out of it. Now, luckily, it's only happened in the two races this year, which is Monza and Silverstone. Uh, if Sao Paulo goes ahead, it'll happen there as well. My great fear is, is that they'll take one shock result and the mainstream will just default to say that this is better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first impressions always count for uh, more. That's actually well established in psychology. Like if if you meet a person uh, and th- they're getting on <laughs> with an attitude, uh, and then you meet them four subsequent times, it's still it's all going to be coloured by that first impression you had of them. Whereas if it's the other way around, if the first four times were good and then they suddenly uh, get on like an idiot in the fifth time. <laughs> you're still going to be stuck with the first impression. That's going to be your sort of default position. And you're right. So if if they have these crazy chaotic races uh, as a result of this tweak, um, and it's very palatable for like the first two races, you're right. It's just going to be set in stone. Like, oh, see, this is better. You know, it's established now. So let's do this. But like, I, I just want to say, because for anyone who, who may be listening to this, um, there there can be this perception when you criticize changes that they're trying to make to the sport that we're just old men who just think that automatically the old the the good old days were the best which isn't at all the case that's not what i'm saying um and i'm all for them making uh per you know productive uh tweaks to the sport and in that spirit I think if we if we accept that they are to do this reformatting of the race weekend and it's going to involve a sprint race, my opinion, putting everything aside about the what it takes away from the racing and qualifying, and now you've added practice onto that, um, would it not be better um, if there was Friday qualifying and that determined the grid for the big race on Sunday, and you have, uh, If you want to do your reverse grid, you can have that for the sprint race on the Saturday. Because at least it, it makes it something unique. They are actually, it may be contrived, but it's nothing new to motorsport r- reverse grid races. And it is actually adding something distinctive and unique. It's, the way they've currently done it, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like they're just adding more strength. Stuff in there that's not really giving you much real content or added value. If if, I don't know, I I could I could more get on board with the idea of let's keep qualifying and the race fundamentally the same. They're like the you know the the holy aspects of the sport that you cannot touch. But let's introduce this thing on a Saturday. That'll be a lot of fun. I'd be like okay, and it's not if it's not worth half as many points as uh, the Sunday race. You know, I, I'd be like, I'd, I'd at least be more interested in it. It might leave a, a bad aftertaste in my mouth after I've, I've seen it. And, I, it, you know, because I am a bit of a purist when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But do you, do you know what I mean? Do, would that not at least be more interesting?
0: Yeah, like I, what you're kind of getting at is, well, if you're messing with this, why not go whole hog? Is kind of what you're getting at in well, a way.
1: Sort of, yeah. I, uh, you're, you're. Ha- I, I think you've, you've half summed that up. But no, I, I, I yeah. It, it's like go big or go home. It's like if you are gonna do something with it, at least make it worthwhile. You know, I, I don't even see what they're doing. I like can, who that truly appeals to. Like I
0: can, I can kind of see what they. I, I actually think that that's they wanted to do that. They wanted to reverse the Saturday grid and have a reverse grid Saturday and then make the Sunday the main event um i think the idea of they couldn't my belief is, is that that's what they were going for with this spring qualifying that you would reverse the top 10 or something like that like you do in formula 2 um i think they couldn't get mercedes and red bull on board with it so now we have this compromised version uh, of it of
1: course it. yeah that's it it's yeah a
0: compromise yeah yeah, yeah and like it's, and, and it's only the top three that get points off it so there is like a 3-2-1 scoring system so the, the the sprint qualifying is is worth something um i don't personally like from a pure sporting perspective i i wouldn't change the game um i would change maybe maybe somehow doing something to a practice session to make it worth more um the friday qualifying idea is not a bad idea i think that's pretty good actually and your your grid is set for the sunday regardless of that and like friday could be a bad day with weather and et cetera. and yeah. I think no, I, I think you're right. Um, if they could somehow, I, again, I, I get it that what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to liven up the a whole Grand Prix weekend and make it appealing across all three, more appealing across the other two days, because mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, not much happens apart from Saturday qualifying. Um like for fans, it's a circuit fine, but it's the people. Let's be honest, the most people who watch F1 is on TV and not at the races.
1: Yeah, and that's where their money is made
0: yeah. and like from a TV perspective, watching trying to follow f one across the three days, like fine if you're a kid and you've got nothing else better for doing. But a lot of people who watch f one um as time goes on with bigger commitments coming outside on the Friday and Saturday, they might only have that two window uh, hour window on a Sunday to watch a race. And so yeah. maybe they don't care about what happens on the Friday, Saturday. But for for those of us who who, you know, our value of what we see f one as as a sporting spectacle, qualifying in its current form with the qualifying times is that's the core as the core essence of man and machine to get around a track as fast as possible. And yeah. it's that, that one hour is all about that and building up to develop, to try and get as close to a perfection as you can by extracting the most out of the car. And that spectacle to me, like the race is nothing without that, without that spectacle. And fair enough, if they want to move it to Friday, fine, but it becomes, there's less meaning in it because it's not deciding the grid for the main race. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. That's my main problem with it. Um, I, I mean, I, I've, I thought this up a long time ago and I'm sure it's, it's, it's hardly a truly original thought, but uh, well, again, going, continuing with this theme of uh, we're imagining ourselves in the boardroom of Liberty. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to decide like, how are we going to uh, appeal to current fans and take in new fans? what could we do to heighten the spectacle uh what what would you think about um points being awarded for qualifying
0: um i don't know i think the way i see it that i don't think it's necessary i think um qualifying by definition was always to qualify for the race um, yeah, and I, so, it
1: always, yeah it was literally to uh to appear in the race
0: exactly <laughs> originally and, you know yeah,
1: and the order line up in whatever order they qualified in, but yeah.
0: I, th- I think I don't think points for qualifying is necessary. I think the way my stance on that is you're getting your few hundred meters advantage, you're starting higher up on the grid to give you the best mm-hmm. chance chance of getting points. I don't, uh, necessarily, I don't think so. I don't think points for qualifying this is necessary. I but, fair exactly. enough, I, I get I like the idea of yeah, you're rewarding the fastest man who got the fastest lap, but much like the sprint qualifying, it actually favors the top teams where they've already got a bigger advantage. So I don't...
1: Yeah, it would, you're right. It would stratify the, uh, the order already. Um, yeah, I guess, again, I, I'm very much coming at it from the position of almost devil's advocate here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going along with, okay, it's like if someone held a gun to my head and said, you have to do something radical to the race weekend and you have to do something that you're not going to really like, but you have to do it what do you do? <laughs> so I, I think uh it would yeah, I if I had to pick one thing, it would be some sort of tangible reward for qualifying beyond just your, you know, whatever grid slot you get in the race. Um I think it would it would only add to the drama of qualifying. It it's still a meritocracy, so it rewards uh the you know the fastest. It's like Darwinism. <laughs> uh and it doesn't mess with the race. Again, I, I acknowledge it still takes away something from it in the fact that, uh, just the fact that the not all the points are awarded for the race then. And in that case, it's like you're dishing them out for qualifying as well. But I guess in my head, it would be something like, uh, it wouldn't even be half points for qualifying. It would be like, you know, I know five points for pole, something like that. Um, but... Yeah, just I I, um, I don't know. What do, you, do you think this is kind of irreversible? Because let's be honest, that it, it's almost certainly going to be received well, I think. People are going to be taken with the novelty, the fact that there's all this extra racing. So probably you'll find that the drivers are a little bit more adventurous in one race or the other. Um, and we're going to see some action. Uh, it, I kind of see it as yeah, it's it, it's almost certainly going to appeal to enough people for them to feel emboldened enough to roll it out sort of uh, full time then. Um, I I, uh, do you, do you I, I think I, it's uh, is it reversible or what do you think?
0: I think in I think they still want to keep the core qualifying um at certain tracks like for example Monaco is not somewhere where they'd want to do it um they don't want like they've ross Brown has gone as far to say it as that there's certain races that they want to make like what's known as a grand slam event whereby it's like it still has the old format so i don't think yeah. they want to put it at every grand prix and get do away with the old qualifying but i think yeah. they want to i think they want to sort of put it at certain tracks where you know overtaking is likely let's say monza silverstone interlagos you know um they want to put it there. They don't want the sprint qualifying to be at a track where it's processional like Hungary or Budapest.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: they don't want that. Um, so, mm. but my my view on it is is that as a world championship, and unfortunately, all these ideas stem from the fact the crux of the problem is is that they don't have a competitive championship and they don't have a competitive field. Now, they actually have one this year for once between Mercedes and Red Bull. Uh, yeah. that's the crux of it. And all they're trying to do is, almost accepting that one team will always dominate mm. and by not fixing that issue um they're saying right well how do we dig how do we mix it up a little bit to make it appear more exciting um yeah. this yeah. is not this isn't the solution um totally agreed yeah i, I don't I think it'll i don't think they're going to roll it out at every grand prix they'll probably do it at certain races like monza montreal i think montreal was originally planned for that but Again, I think that the promoter has to be involved and on board with it to host the Grand Prix to, to have the sprint qualifying. Um like so I, I don't see I'm surprised funny enough Silverstone went along with it, to be quite honest. Um so mm. yeah, I don't see it taking off, let's say. Um yes, you, you might you might have that one shock result and you've got an extra bit of entertainment every day. It's not gonna replace the old qualifying.
1: Um it's funny, I was watching uh one of the old videos of uh, a drink with Eddie Irvine on YouTube. And they're about like four or five years old. And uh, I didn't even know about this proposal at the time. And I don't know if it came from Liberty or what, but uh, there was talk at one point, you probably know more about this, of uh, like serious talk of F1 going to the original Nordschleife. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I I was just like, maybe I was half being swayed by Eddie Irvine, but I was like, that would be amazing. Like, you get all this instant reaction, people saying, but how would that work? There's only going to be, what, 11 laps or something, and, you know, uh, it would just be, it would be a nightmare to televise, and there's so many corners, and you wouldn't know where people are, and there'd have to be so many sectors, and it would mess up the timing, you know, all the intervals and stuff, and all this. But I'm like, no, that would be incredible. That's the point. It would be a truly unique thing that would draw in viewers and it's not messing up with anything else. It's just a, it's like adding value to the championship. It would be this just remarkable thing in the same way that Monaco is so incredible because it's so unique and, and they would not come about nowadays if it weren't already there to begin with. Uh, I think if, if they want to spice things up, it's that sort of thing. They should be thinking outside the box uh, in the, I know it's a horrible corporate cliche, but I mean that like in a in the best way possible. Like, um, in, ter- not- in
0: terms of making it more of a spectacle, using its cur- rather than messing around with its current template of what a race is. How do you, if you apply it to a certain track, what kind of results you'd get? Yeah, yeah. like um, the Norchlife thing. Re- believe it or not, that discussion has been going on for a very long time, and those videos would have been about four years old now. By now, I'd say. De- definitely a bit of a pipe dream. I, I would I put it this way: Would you, the question you have to ask yourself is, would you prefer to see tarmac runoff areas sprouted all around the Norch life to accommodate F1 just to see F1 racing on the Norch life?
1: Hmm, yeah, well, exactly. Because I uh, I can't remember the last time I paid attention to the Norch life, so it would be no skin that's off fair my point. back. Yeah, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, uh, if, if that's what required, I, I can see that it would be hard to do that because it, it is it's it's just this uh sacred ground really isn't it it's uh it really is it's like the um what's that place that they all pilgrimage to all the christians uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not for motorsport you know what i mean um yeah and for them to be then just bastardizing it in the name of uh this big greedy franchise formula one yeah i can see how there's people who would just say no, under no circumstances, if they do that. But then again, I don't know. It's like maybe the the circuit, it does need a bit of that, maybe. And you know, it's it's not purely just for F one. It's like yeah, I'm sure there's other race, other other.
0: I I often find with today's the new F one tracks, um, they, like I I kind of find this. It, it's not great that Formula Two or Formula Three is sharing calendar tracks with F one because. You feel that the cars are, with the exception of, say, Mugello, right? Mugello almost feels it's slightly a bit too tight for the F1 cars, but, man, they look mightier around Mugello. Um, yeah. The, the, today's F1 tracks, like, somehow Mugello is just about grade one. Imola is just about grade one. You mm. know, that's what mm. they should be looking at is that's your grade one standard is those two tracks. Now, yeah. fair enough, they're not particularly straightforward tracks for passing, but, look, they've both got long enough straights where it's not impossible, let's say. Um, I get your point though
1: it's like they're very punishing tracks but they still meet the requirements for safety exactly
0: yeah just yeah. about like you you saw the the crash that stroll had in Mugello last year wasn't pretty and this, the ridiculously long safety car period simply because the marshall points are scattered it's not really yeah. designed for f1 and that's why it took ages to get the race restarted and stuff so um mm-hmm. there, there is things like that to consider but at the end of the day i much prefer to see uh, a bit of a wall of death hanging around the outside of a corner rather than aprons and aprons of tarmac runoff like it's it, it's yeah. when you see if you look at like an, an f3 car going around bahrain today it just looks so tiny because the track is just so vast and so <laughs> big and so wide like even if you go back as far as 07 and 09 and those those generation of cars they look so small around big tracks like that you know that's it for this episode and thank you for listening join us next time on the first corner podcast